another episode of Alcoholics. I'm your host, Katrina Myricks, joined by my co-host, Terrain Myricks. Terrain, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing real good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, I guess. I don't know. It's like it's Uh-oh. like sometimes there's some good things, Uh-oh. and then there's like 17 bad things. Uh-oh. So it's like, Here should I go. be a little happy, or should I just continue in my state of constant misery, Here you know? <laughs> like, Here we go. All right. Um... Good, good. This is a really good start. So, <laughs> um, good news though. Yes. Joined by one of our favorite guests for the first time since COVID nineteen, Jess Britton is here. Jess, how are you? Hi, I'm about the same, honestly, with the one good thing and then the seventeen terrible things and the just general state of despair and sadness yeah. but other than that super great other than that super great oh boy the the talk of despair it's is... just like when like i mean what was the last good thing that happened and that happened pretty you know pretty early right, on this week right right but before that like <laughs> <laughs> was it like you know february i don't, I don't know i 100 percent when you said that, I'm like, oh, shit, she's right. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Things have been real bad for a while. God, it got dark there for for five months. <laughs> for five months. It's very sad. Jess. I don't know. I Maybe the last good thing that happened. When was the last time I was on the podcast? Because it was probably around <laughs> then. Oh, so, so that, long ago. You know, things have kind of gone to shit. Yeah. So, so long ago. <laughs> It's, and and no, it really like it hasn't been years ago. Like our it my concept like of it. time is so skewed at this point. I don't know about everybody else, but like January feels like a decade ago. Yeah. Yes. Well, when everything feels like it was five minutes ago or ten years ago. When you're no middle. when you're living through a pandemic and a Trump presidency, time yeah. is like in a in a just it's just stopped. And it's like a vortex. It's yes, it's a vortex of suck, and everything bad, <laughs> everything bad is just. It's like it feels like oh wow, this is like all the bad stuff that's happened must have happened over the period of like you know months. It's like no, it's been four days, and every terrible thing that you can think of has happened. You had to listen to Ben Shapiro read the lyrics of WAP. Oh God, why, why, why? Why? Why not is the question. <laughs> why does Ben Shapiro exist? Like, what why... ass p word? What why... ass p word? <laughs> ben why Shapiro. Is go, go ben ahead. Shapiro. A thing. Like, why is he? I mean, I I guess probably because he's a very very mediocre white dude. So I guess that's probably why. So but... success city. Just go success away. City. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> He he, he, to me, seems, and I'm sure someone has probably said this before, but I'm just, this is, I thought about this today, and I just, I feel this in my bones, that Ben Shapiro is what happens if a boy puppet wishes to be a man, (laughs) and that wish is granted by a very racist (laughs) wizard. (laughs) <laughs> like like a really like racist wizard is like absolutely <laughs> like I just that's oh, that's I mean racist wizard that's Ben Shapiro oh, but that's but that's like the, the intellectual I mean, that's the arm ultimate KKK experience, racist <laughs> wizard the intellectual arm of the uh, like he's supposed to be the intellectual arm uh, wi- sorry wing of the uh, conservative movement 
And he spent X amount of time just reading Cardi B lyrics. (laughs) And like, this is what what the feminists want. They they don't want to be uh, regular people. They want to be, they just want to have wet ass P word. And I'm like, what is going on with you? Are you okay? I wish you guys could see me right now. Like, we should be doing this on like, Zoom. A, like we probably should be doing it on Zoom so we can see each other because I'm frantically searching for my phone <laughs> so I can pull up like because I have I'm like I have my eye my iPad here and I'm plugged into that with my earbuds, but I'm like looking for my phone so I can find the best tweet that I've ever seen that I think I thought I I'm sure I thought I sent it to you but it was from the Jurassic Park update uh, Twitter account and I don't know if you've been following those but man let me just tell you I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, tag you in something so you have it but um, they did a all right talk amongst yourselves while I find this particular tweet because it made me like like literally laugh till I cried when I found it. Speaking so of, I'm gonna scroll for a minute. Yeah, good. Speaking of Ben Shapiro being the intellectual wing, I believe. I and again, I don't listen to Big any of it. Like there. I think that the video terrain played me of him reading the lyrics of WAP was like the first time I've actually even heard his voice. Cause really, I avoided it at all. Oh costs. my goodness! But you've been living a blessed life. I, I still see the stuff like he says. I just don't listen. But I believe he also, his wife is a doctor. And I yep. believe during his discussion of the song, he said his wife told him that. It was in tw- on Twitter. Oh. On Twitter, he posted that his wife said that if if they, if you need a, hang on, if you need a bucket and a mop, <laughs> then they, then they have, then it's possible that they have X, Y, and Z. And then literally. Something every, medically wrong with them. And then everyone was just like, right, but. It's more so seems like you just don't turn your wife on. Right, right. Like that's what the problem that's is. Yeah, exactly what you're saying what is like. your wife does not get wet for you. Right. Like, it's it's unfortunate for her. She's crying out for help. Like, yeah, I mean, have you seen him? Like, Again, it's hard when like, you're like, oh, I don't really want to fuck this boy puppet. Like, what do I do? Right. <laughs> like, what do I do? Right, because there's got, that's, that's a weird kink thing like, to be doing. <laughs> that's weird. Um... But like, wh- that's just while that's okay. while Jess is looking for this, we wanted to. So we had a show. Um, we had a show planned, and then um, we saw throughout the week um, all of the attacks on the United States Postal Service, which is really cool and uh, 100% necessary. Um, the president of the United States actually uh, admitting out loud he is uh, sabotaging the Postal Service in order to make it so that they can't you know, get ballots delivered um, because that would make it better for him in the election. Like, he admitted it. Like, look this up. He said this is why he's doing the things that he's doing. Go go back to listen to when I talked about how he's going to steal the election because this is a part of it. Right, right, right. Um, So we wanted to just uh, (sighs) do a little bit of an update real quick uh, about what's going on. So, yes, uh, the president is trying to, according to, um, I'm going to use the uh, former president Barack Obama's words, um, he is trying to kneecap the Postal Service in order to win this election. (laughs) So um, we want to make sure that uh, we can do everything that we can right now, right? So... Um, number one, if you are planning to vote via mail, request your ballot immediately. Request your ballot ASAP. Do it now. Get it 
done so that you can get it as quickly as possible, fill it out and send it back as quickly as possible. Um, we also want to make sure that you know, um, a lot of your election uh, offices have drop in um, drop boxes so you can drop them off um, at your uh, local um, county election office. You should call them and make sure that they have it so that you can do that. But you can also, you know, when you get it back, mail it back as soon as possible. You also have the right, if you, re if you request your ballot, it does not arrive and it becomes election day uh, and you are registered to vote, you still are able to go to the polling place and fill in a provisional ballot. Make sure you do make sure your vote is counted. Uh, is there anything I'm missing, Katrina? I'm just, I, even though there is a risk, the safest way for your vote to be counted is to vote in person. So make sure you have a plan yes. in place. If the mail in like Trump is trying to make it so that, mail-in ballots without a postmark don't get counted which would screw up the dropbox mm -hmm. thing uh, and pa has said that their your ballot might not get to you before the election right. day so there are a lot of factors at play to try to hinder you from voting voting in person is the best way to make sure your vote is actually counted mm -hmm. so start making a plan now mm -hmm. you know if you have the ability to do so if you're not immunocompromised um do your best to get to the polls and vote day of yeah. Um, and if your state has early voting, utilize that. Right. But it, regardless, make sure you have a plan. At this point, that is what is happening right now. The president is trying to interfere with one way of voting. Um, and unfortunately, right now, he is able to do that because there's not a lot that we can do besides subpoenaing the new postmaster general that is literally just a Trump donor that he put in. But... We do that, and cool, we do it. That doesn't necessarily... So let's make sure that we do what we can, which is have a plan, have multiple avenues that you have planned out on your route to vote. Make sure that you are, every step of the way, have contingency plans to vote. Because it is very, very important that we do this so we don't have to fucking plan like this again <laughs> like no other God. no other president is trying to assault your right to vote in the way that this current president is in i think the modern history um other than possibly uh bush v gore <laughs> um so uh there we go just make sure that you have make sure that you have a plan make sure that if you get your mail-in ballot check to see if they have the drop box get your mail-in ballot in as quickly as possible. You can drop it off in person. Do what you have to do, but make sure that you vote. Jess, did we miss anything? Um, the only thing that I would add is that um, the state of Pennsylvania is working on um, some safeguards for Pennsylvania voters, um, possibly an extension of the date um, that the ballots will be accepted. Mm -hmm. Um I would keep an eye on what the Wolf administration is doing. I know Attorney General Josh Shapiro is is on this as well. Um, I know one of the things that was put in place to make voting by mail easier, which you know, voting by mail is is not even the full picture because you do have there are drop boxes, right. and one of the things that many counties have done is also set up uh, drop boxes where 
the ballots are picked up by the sheriff's department mm-hmm. and then taken to the the county election office. Um, the Trump administration is, of course, trying to block that as well, despite the fact that other states do this same thing. Um, but the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is working on that, I think, as we speak. Um, mm-hmm. So just just keep an eye on those sorts of things, because there are there are people working to try to mitigate the damage that is being done. But I do think you guys hit on the most important part, which is like have a plan and have a backup plan and then have a backup backup plan. Right. Because um, this guy, despite the fact that he really doesn't seem to enjoy being president, um, seems to kind of hate it, Mm. um, does seem to enjoy the, the power and does not seem willing to let that go. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I can just say from doing doing some outreach with voters in the last month or so, you know, the the concept that, oh, absentee mailing, you know, ab- mailing in an absentee ballot is, well, that's okay. Um, but voting by mail is not okay. Has, <laughs> has really, really taken off with people who don't know any better. Right. And it just, it, it really is heartbreaking. You know, Pennsylvania has had voting by mail for years and years and years yeah. through the absentee ballot system. And this is the same thing. You just don't need an excuse. And now it's just under attack. So, so yeah, I think have, have a couple plans, um, have plans for any family, friends, um, close, anyone close to you that may not be able to go to the polling place because of any kind of health issues, um, you know, work on it now because the ballots will be available in plenty of time to get them where they need to be if you can't physically vote in person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some options and just when you do have questions, contact your county election office and they will be able to help you most directly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's it's uh, pretty um, outlandish to, to like the the Trump administration is essentially has the position that um, voting by mail is terrible, not not effective, not sorry, not effective, uh, uh, not something that it's not fr- like not safe, not safe. Not, fraud not is secure. fraud is it's fraud, fraud is fraud, yeah. fraud is prevalent using vote by mail. Um, seemingly forgetting that one, there are multiple states that virtually do almost not exclusively vote by mail, but ask Oregon. They've been voting by mail for a very long time. And we've also had vote by mail in this country for an incredible amount of time. So, um, and, and not to, not to mention the fact that the president keeps, um, emailing his campaign, uh, letters out to, um, uh, sorry, his campaign emails out to his uh, his supporters saying, "Don't forget to vote by mail." Um, so uh, it works. Uh, right. It's something well, that works. I, you know, <laughs> you know. I heard this crazy thing about somebody voting by mail, and I can't remember who it was. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's uh, either, was me, it like every single member of the Trump administration? I was going to say it's I either. Feel like it's maybe either it was, Trump. including the president. <laughs> it's either Trump or Ivanka or, or Kaylee McEnany or, yeah, exactly. or like every every single one of those assholes. So you know, members of the armed forces have always had to vote by mail and Mm -hmm. there's never been a question of whether or not that is secure there's like a point zero 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 two five percent chance of any voter fraud it's such 
it's such a terrible, terrible lie that is being told to the American people. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, having talked to a lot of voters in the last month, they're buying it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really, really horrifying. Yeah. Let's, let's, so, so main, main point, make sure you have a plan, make sure that you have a backup plan and make sure you have a backup plan for your backup plan. And if you are confused, have questions, contact your local election office and push them to give you answers. Um, you're going to, you, you, Voting is pertinent in this moment. So let's make sure yeah. that we do. And I would just say if you if you have additional questions or you need to check the status of, of any of the applications that you filled out, any anything like that, uh, votespa.com, yes. you know, run by the state is is an excellent resource, very easy to use. It's not your typical government website that is that makes you want to rip your hair out. It, it's really helpful. And um, it's a great resource, especially in crazy times like this. Yeah. I actually literally just checked my voter registration today to make sure that I was um, registered. I checked. In fact, I checked. You you can, if you request your mail-in ballot, you can check the status of that mail-in ballot very mm -hmm. easily. Um, I, che I checked to make sure that they couldn't find a, st uh, a, a status for my mail-in ballot because I am going to be voting in person. So I made sure that I didn't have one that was supposed to be coming out to me. But if you do, again, if you're, if you're, if you do, you can use votespa.com to check your status, um, check your registration status. You can register if you're not registered. You can check the status of your mail-in ballot, um, it is it is user friendly. It is very easy, um, and it is a great tool to make sure that you get to participate in removing this real piece of shit president. Yeah, and I would also just to add to that the other thing that you can do is check to make sure that all of your voter registration information is one hundred percent accurate and up to date, because this administration and the extremely complicit Republican Party will undoubtedly have people at every poll looking for the tiniest, tiniest mistake in any of the voting rolls. So you just want to make sure that you have that taken care of as well. Okay. Did you find the tweet? Um, <laughs> I did. I did. I, is it the one you, uh, is it the one you linked me to? So there's so many though, but so the first one was reminder you have to be taller than whatever ben shapiro's height is to enter the park and then they <laughs> responded to their own tweet saying we don't like ben shapiro, we don't like ben shapiro. <laughs> then the next tweet is don't worry if you hear people screaming it's just because they saw ben shapiro <laughs> So then they just kept going and we'll have to, I'll have to look cause I saw it way later, but something obviously he did something on July 29th. I, it was something <laughs> extra terrible, but then the next one was found a big pile of shit. Or is it that Ben Shapiro? <laughs> ha ha. Yup. It is. Like, <laughs> they just went on this whole like day long rant against Ben Shapiro. Mm -hmm. And I am here for it oh yeah oh yeah let's be very very clear this podcast 100 puts ben shapiro on the hey fuck that guy list 
Uh, right. guys... Oh, I forgot about that list. I love that list. <laughs> <laughs> I have missed you guys. Yeah, the fuck that guy. Fuck list. that guy. It is long and growing. <laughs> okay. No, we spent. No, that are that we spent... we're at twenty minutes now, right? We're at twenty minutes, and I think personally, we talked about something very, very important, which is the uh, ability for people to vote in an election. So. We understand that um, sometimes when we have shows, <laughs> specifically, Jess, let's be honest, when it's you and I, I we... I haven't, I have not been here. They I, cannot play me. I, no, no, I know, but I'm saying when you and I are on shows, sometimes they can be incredibly long. <laughs> so... A little long. What we're going to do is... What is happening? What we're going to do is we are going to um, put a put a timer on the specific topics we're going to talk about so that they are <laughs> just so we can hear all of that <laughs> uh, we're going to put a timer my on... bad that's okay there's noise in the background and i'm trying to make it better and i'm making it worse <laughs> that's okay i heard I, what i heard, thought i heard was like the frantic tapping on a keyboard to stop noise that's, that's literally what you heard <laughs> You are correct. So I'm like, oh, these boys are talking. Katrina, what are we gonna do? What what's the what's the time limit we're gonna do for each of them? Let's just do it. All right, we're gonna do it. I'm gonna put it on, and then I, when I think that we're way too long, we're gonna we're gonna call it. So, um, ready, Katrina? Go ahead. So, good news that we talked about. Um, we got Kamala Harris as the VP nom for Joe Biden. Uh, this week, he announced Kamala Harris is going to be his vice presidential nominee. Um, they delivered their first joint address this week. Um, so I think everyone here believes this is a good thing. Um, but obviously, some disagree. Right. <laughs> so let's discuss first how we all feel. I feel great. Firstly, um I voted for Kamala Harris in the primary. Um, I wrote her in uh, before people start losing their minds on me. I also voted for Bernie's delegates. Um, so don't fucking come at me. Um, but I I thought that from, from when we got the uh, laundry list of the 6,000 candidates that were running for the Democratic nomination, that Kamala Harris was the best um, suited to be the president. I thought that she was someone who can get um, progressive legislation through the... Uh, uh, sorry, get progressive legislation through. I thought that she would be the best um, to argue her points. I thought that she would be the best to lead our country. I find her incredibly inspiring, and I'm very, very happy about this choice. Um, and that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm inspired as fuck. And I'm, I just, before I, I want to make sure that it's, I am, before in this election, I, I will admit when it's, you know, Biden v. Trump, I don't hate Joe Biden, but it wasn't like I'm like stoked to vote for Joe Biden. So I was in the, like, in the camp of I'm voting, if I'm, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm more so voting against, uh, I'm more so voting against Donald Trump than for Joe Biden, but I am at at this moment, I am 100% like very excited to vote for um, the vice presidential nominee of uh, Kamala Harris. Um, I, that is something that I'm I'm incredibly excited about. 
Jess, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I really, I like her in general. I, I like her as a public servant and as a political figure, um, you know, going way back to, you know, when the race, when the primary really heated up, my choice was Elizabeth Warren at the top of the ticket, Kamala Harris for VP, arranged strictly by age because it seemed to make more sense to set up a run in eight years. Yeah. Um, I think I think she's going to be an amazing um, candidate. She's a great campaigner. Um, I think that it has given us a reason, like, and I think you, you kind of hit on this terrain. I think it has given us a reason to be excited about a Joe Biden ticket um, where I agree, like, Joe Biden was definitely not on the top of, of any of our lists, um, you know, for who we wanted to see uh, become the, the Democratic presidential nominee in this moment. But this has really... I think brought out the enthusiasm of a lot of people seeing that, okay, we are looking to the future of the country and mm. of the democratic party in a way that you can't say about Joe Biden, you know, you say about Joe Biden, please, dear God, beat Donald Trump. Right. Um, but this, I think makes us all a little more capable of thinking forward and looking forward as to, you know, what might be possible and what we could see like what positives you could see coming out of a Biden-Harris administration instead of just like stop the bleeding from all the damage that has been done. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that enthusiasm that you're seeing from a lot of people um, is going to. I really hope that it carries carries through um, in the next couple months because it's a hard. It's you know it's an impossible time to be strategizing on how to campaign but yeah i think i think she's going to be a huge asset to a lot of people who maybe said "Ugh, joe biden why why should i be excited about that and i think she she gives people a lot of reasons to be excited i think that's true for some of us and we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit later what about but you? for yeah. me i i was definitely really excited um when I got the update on my phone, I, I was at work and I literally threw my hand in the air and said, hell yeah. <laughs> so I, I was really happy um, when we, you know, when the lists, the names that were coming out of who was on the short list and, and who it's coming down to, I, I was just always, it's got to be Kamala. Like she's, she's the right choice mm -hmm. in my mind without a doubt. Um, I love Elizabeth Warren. I think she is so capable and qualified, but now is absolutely the time for a woman of color and specifically black woman. And I think Elizabeth Warren's just a little too old for the job of vice president oh, well, because we are setting up for the future. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, Biden and, keeps calling himself the bridge. Yeah. And I, I, I do yeah. want our vice presidential candidate and hopeful vice president to be set up for the next four years after Biden. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so <laughs> I definitely think this was the right choice for all of those reasons. Um, and I do, I, I love her. I think people are way overly critical of her. Um, yeah. I, I think in this moment we're really seeing 
a shift in attitude about like the type of job she used to do but she, i mean she was like the attorney general um the prosecutor for san francisco and california which is probably like the most liberal uh area you possibly could have been doing those jobs mm. she probably was very much more liberal than anyone else doing those things so it's, she it's was, hard to if you, yeah I mean, if you look at uh, i do apologize for cutting off uh, there's literally a um uh, uh, an op-ed i believe from um a a public defender uh mm -hmm. from california uh in the usa today talking about how like progressive she was yeah. as um the as like the yeah but, I, I, I just think it's like it's kind of harsh to judge her in that um, context with the complete shift in like perspective we have these days compared to them. Yeah. But, you know, in her current position and in like the last few years, she's been incredibly liberal and progressive. So I think I think she'll be great. I think she'll be progressive. I think she's going to do things um, that we're all going to be happy about. And she has as a senator. So. I, I'm incredibly happy about it. It, like I said, it's like the only good news that's happened in a while. So that's that's how right. I thought. Yeah, and I think when you hold anyone to the standard of, well, if I had everything that I wanted in this perfect package, and this person just doesn't quite meet that, mm -hmm. you're setting everyone up to fail. Like mm -hmm. no one is a perfect candidate. No one has a perfect history. Um, you just hope that they have a history of public service and of, you know, and of, of also adapting when they are presented with situations that challenge their views. And, you know, I think, I think that what we've seen from her is that she went from a job where, I mean, that was also what her job was, is, you know, you know, as attorney general, you're you have you are enforcing the law and and it like like you said if you put her on a scale of all of the attorneys general at that point i would imagine probably top five most liberal if not in a progressive as you know if not the most progressive so i think saying oh well she did this and she did that and ignoring all of the good yeah. that right. she's done is so short-sighted and just really problematic. Right. I, and I, I, I will say, I, I think that criticisms of her prosecutorial record are fair, right? They're legitimate. Sure. Yeah. We, Absolutely. we, we can't, I, I, I do believe that it's very important to look at her as a whole, which mm -hmm. as a whole, there, there have been, there have been um, things in her prosecutorial record that, that um, stand to, that have questions you have questions about them um which again when you're looking at uh the when you're looking at the uh campaign like her presidential campaign she was asked to answer those questions pretty early on and she yeah. did she yeah. answered those questions um about her pre uh, about her prosecutorial record we didn't ask that of other candidates amy klobuchar being very yeah. being very like seriously like we didn't ask those questions of others. We asked them of her, and she had Weird. those What's answers. What's the difference One... between Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar? Oh, I mean, we're going to both. <laughs> both women. So right. It must be something else. I don't think hmm. no, they pretty much Weird. the same. Yeah, I think I yeah. think what the point I was trying to make was mm -hmm. what Jess said that they only see the negatives right. and don't look at it in context and as a whole. And right. 
the difference between being a law enforcer and her job as a lawmaker. Right. And what she's, you know, like, like yeah. She, she had to defend, she, and in some cases she didn't always defend the, the, sta- the, the rules and status quo that were there. Like, right. like she, she bucked the trend. There are, I, I see a lot of like things about, and, and we're going to get into like, I, I guess we're going to get into the positives and negatives just because it's, it's the easiest way to like, to talk about it. But um, there, there are a lot of things like, you know, she prosecuted, you know, marijuana cases and then laughed about how she smoked marijuana in college. And it's like, right. But there also, if you look in her prosecutorial record and and aren't just looking at that, there are times where she uh, has on multiple occasions tried to make sure that nonviolent drug offenders got like, not as harsh of a sentence as others were pushing for. She refused to push for the death penalty for someone who murdered a police officer. Like there are so many things in her prosecutorial record and, and to just pick the ones that you don't like and not look at her full like body of work as a whole is bananas. And I, I'm not even, I'm going to wait until we get to the positives to talk about her fucking record as a Senator, which is phenomenal well let's just get into the positives let's do it yeah let's get into the positives uh uh, if you uh check gov track in 2019 she was the most progressive senator and that's including a senate that has bernie sanders in it and elizabeth warren in it Mm -hmm. and jeff mark uh, uh, uh yeah like there are like she was the most in 2019 in 2018. I think she was four. Like she's been since her time in the Senate, she's been an incredibly liberal Senator. She's sorry. Progressive Senator. I know that apparently there's a fight between liberals and progressives, which I don't fucking understand, but whatever. Um, like she has been a progressive Senator since she got into the Senate. She, and when not only not only uh, policy wise, she's been very progressive, including um, signing on to Cory Booker's bill, which is which was meant to um, legalize marijuana uh, federally on a federal level. She also is one of the most hard hitting questioners um, when it comes <laughs> to hearings. Uh, we talk about how much we fucking love Katie Porter because Katie Porter holds people's feet to the fire when they when they have to answer questions at a hearing. That's Kamala Harris. You are now talking about Kamala Harris. This this woman uh, broke Brett Kavanaugh to tears. Like she, like there's no it's question. The best thing that's ever happened to the Senate, in <laughs> <There's>, my opinion. <laughs> there's no question. She is a tough as nails and ready to fucking rock when it comes to, um, you know, like lawmaking, governing, and being tough on on people who need that toughness. Mm-hmm. I'm I am fucking so excited but go ahead someone else give some positives that they thought (laughs) i think she's just like so capable like yeah i think (laughs) joe biden's our nominee but she laps him so hard (laughs) Uh Uh like if she can be our messenger for the rest of the campaign that would be great if she could like sub in for his debates that would be incredible Send him to go talk to Mike Pence. <laughs> she is going to absolutely destroy Mike Pence in their debate. I wish we would be able to see more um, than just the one. Um, but I, I think, wish it was yeah. like last summer where it was like a debate every like month, 25, 25 minutes after the last debate ended, the next one started. You know what? Like I would watch her debate Mike Pence like once a week for the rest of my life. Like not even just for the rest of the campaign, for literally the rest of my life. <laughs> 
I just, I think that's going to, like, her as a messenger is going to be super effective. Um, send her out to do the interviews. Send her out to the shows. She's going to perform so well. She does, I think, under pressure, she keeps her composure. Um, she's not going to make, you know, gaffes the way, the way Biden will. So I think it's really just going to be... Um, a really strong performance from her that's going to lift up this campaign and, and be able to uh, dispel some of that criticism. Mm. What about you, Jess? Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, you can look at her prosecutorial record and be as critical or, you know, nitpicky in, in some cases, which I do think is what some of it is. But one thing that's undeniable is the experience that it gave her in presenting cases, you know, and in this case, it's, you know, to the American people, and it's going to be then, you know, as vice president to, you know, really anyone that she needs to, to get things done, but mm. to do that in a way that is as strong and compelling, going back to the Brett Kavanaugh thing, going back to uh, Bill Barr mm -hmm. and multiple other instances where she was relentless while being very disciplined and goal-oriented in terms of getting the truth and getting straight answers out of these people. And I think that that, that is going to just translate so well um, to her you know, just to her talking directly to the American people. I agree. If she could sub in for Biden at literally everything, <laughs> if she could just do Biden's acceptance speech, <laughs> I think that would be fine. She could do hers the night before and then just do his the next night. I'm down with that. Um, I think that that would, would be great. Um, but I just think, you know, she, she does also just come across as a real person mm -hmm. who has not been like turned into a robot as as so many politicians have and i think that that people need that too you know that sense of you know a human connection um especially after the last four years when you just look at what's happened and just go how how are you even functioning where is your humanity right and i think that that is really valuable in a time when people need that especially because of the COVID situation right now in the sense that people were were excited to be excited about this campaign and now there's so many reasons <laughs> there's so many reasons not to one of which being that they're all being conducted via zoom meetings yeah um and you know i remember saying to you guys and we could probably find it somewhere talk to me next august when we're all sitting here and i'm asking somebody well could you have five minutes to talk about the joe biden campaign like i didn't I didn't want to be here either, but I think, I think Kamala Harris as someone who I do agree in four years should be taking on the role of, you know, presidential candidate. I, I think that really amazing things could be happening and people are feeling hopeful and inspired by her, which is something that hasn't happened since Biden became the nominee. I think one thing that's really important is that usually the vice presidential nominee doesn't have a big impact. 
You know, I wouldn't yeah. say usually. I would say every single time. No, I, I would <laughs> yeah, say fine. the last time the vice presidential candidate had a big impact was Sarah Palin, and that was a negative one. But 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 but, that's true. but this well, well, pick. Yeah. Well, this pick I think the has assumption is positive. It would be a positive impact. Yeah. She did have a big impact this the is, other way. I think that we, as a party, um, were so begrudgingly going with Biden because it felt um, like necessity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this, like we said before, this pick can give us a reason to be excited. It can generate um, enthusiasm that wasn't really there. Like we, a lot of us are going to vote for Biden because we have to get Trump out of office. But now we can vote for Biden to get Kamala Harris into office. So that's a really, I think, the excitement that that's going to add. I think the buzz around this pick is good. Like, I I just think that this has generated so much more than, um, like, a Tim Kaine pick did. (laughs) All right. Before we move on. Imagine. uh, Just imagine the world where she nominated Julian Castro. It would have been so exciting. Oh, my God. So much enthusiasm for that campaign. Tim Kaine didn't do shit before we for move that on. campaign. Kane before we move the on. Worst. Oh wow. Wow. Except maybe maybe for John Edwards. No, yeah. but as a VP no. pick, I thought he was the worst pick. Okay. Let's <laughs> Okay. One. He would have been fine if it Out wasn't for the group. whole thing with every like he was like sort of young and exciting, but then you know Who? John Edwards. Oh. But then that whole thing. I was like, a... Tim Kaine, what? Yeah. Okay, let's let's be clear about something. Let's be let's be clear about something. Studies show every study shows every single study show that no the the vice presidential pick has like I think never ever 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 never ever ever made a difference in the choice of president. This might be the first year that that changes, but historically it has not done anything. I when when I I. McCain picked Palin. He was down by a lot, and it was a hail mary, and it didn't work. When uh, I, Hillary picked Tim, she was <laughs> fuck off. She, she was she was up, but that's not what lost her the election. It was the fact that no. it was oh, the fact no. that there were a billion things against her, including her forgetting that Miss uh, that w- Miss Wisconsin and Michigan were states. Wisconsin, <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin, w- and Michigan were states. <laughs> Just combine them; it's fine. <laughs> so, so uh, let's lay off my man Tim, okay? <laughs> He's Give, like he was fine. He was fine. Yeah, he was fine. And we and didn't... we won Virginia. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that wouldn't have happened otherwise exactly like that's the thing it it it, but it made no difference this is like so the here's god no go ahead because i think you're gonna say what i was gonna say no i was gonna say this might be the this might be the first time in in our history that the vice presidential pick might make a difference for the sheer fact that one um I, though you might in some circles it's not apparent in a lot of other circles uh, kamala harris is inspiring as fuck like yeah. Latasha Brown from uh, Black Voters Matter, uh, from uh, like literally, like when she heard the news, she cried. According to a podcast that I heard today, like yeah, I, when, I think I heard the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like they've been, we've been, we, uh, I, 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 she is inspiring as hell. And honestly, if you don't like listen to her speak and get like like feel that then you already developed your opinion about her and that's it but like 
legitimately, she is one of the most inspiring uh, people that I have have seen. I am I am so juiced. I forgot what I was even fucking talking about because I'm like I got wrapped up in my head about how amazing she. Oh, I think this might be the first time that uh, the VP might actually make a difference on the checkout. Yeah, well, and I think I, I think you're a thousand percent correct about that, and I think that you also have to look at the at the demographics too, where you know for how many elections now it has rested on black women. Cause I got to mm-hmm. say white people, we are not great. Um, black women not get the work not done. Holding up your end of the bargain. I know. Um, <laughs> black women, women to deliver the vote for the democratic party. Mm-hmm. And there has obviously never been a black woman on a major party ticket. And I think that the enthusiasm there, you know, representation does matter. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have a lot of young voters, I think across the, um, you know, sort of across the spectrum being like disillusioned, I think here's where that representation might be helpful. Um, and might inspire those sort of turnout efforts that I think we were all, and I'm still, I'm still terrified every day, all the time. Um, As you should I think, be. Yeah. Um, that we were, we were and are concerned would not be happening, whether it's because of the pandemic or because of it's just frustration with Biden or with the party or just with government in general, which is all understandable. Um, I do think that, she does have the the potential to be a, a lightning bolt to to start some fires and i think that that's great do you want to you want to just quick do some yeah visual? let's just talk about the basically the attacks against kamala mm-hmm. um and and we can go let's start with from the left the, the progressives the the, the, the left? twitter progressives <laughs> here we go so the 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 left the, the attack on the left is um we are in a moment of uh social reckoning about systemic racism and um and uh criminal justice reform like those are the things that are on the that's that's on the pulse of the nation right that's that's what is that is what we are talking about right now that's what people are in the streets um fighting for right now and we nominated someone uh, for vice president who um was on the opposite side of that fight i think that's what and i'm trying to be very yeah. deferential and fair that's i mean what the that's what the argument is right mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah that she's a she cop a, uh, well I'm, I'm see i was trying to just not do that because because that <laughs> thing, the cop that pisses me yeah. off to a point where i'm like oh my god i'm gonna lose my fucking mind right because it's literally but it's what they're saying it is what they're yeah, saying it is. so there's no need to be deferential that's their words i know but, but i didn't I mean, want to because i'm not I don't want to. I that's those are dumb words. Right. <laughs> so I didn't want to use. They are. They are. I mean, and I think, but I think it's important right here to insert into this who the them is in in that scenario, and it tends to be white progressives. Yeah, it's it's white, and yeah. that is insanely frustrating to me. That's, that's um, why I'm usually losing my fucking mind. Yep. Right. And well, understandably. And the uh, and I think I think noting that black progressives 
and I'm not, you know, you can't paint anything with a with too broad of a brush, yep. but are on board saying, okay, get her elected, hold her accountable. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the, it. That's the thing that I thought was the most important. And Katrina, I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'll let you speak because I'm talking so fucking much but the thing that i find that 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 is i think the most important is regardless of who the president or the vice president is in any moment any moment (laughs) unless the people are fighting for what the people want the they're not it doesn't fucking matter who's in office they're not going to listen to you they're not going to like it it matters who's in office in the sense that if we have Democrats in office, if we have progressive Democrats in office, we are more likely to get progressive things passed. But that's still not a guarantee, and that's still something we should fight for. We shouldn't be, yeah. like, like it, we. I don't know if we're, like, in this mindset, and I think we were in this mindset with, with Obama, where we elected Obama and went, fuck, we're done. Everything, we're good. Everything's good. All good. good. Everything's fine. But no. Like, for example, <laughs> for example with DACA... Those, like, the people who who fought for DACA, it wasn't just Obama. It was people going in the streets and, and, and protesting for... Jesus, Penny is just rubbing all on that microphone. Um... <laughs> It was, it's people, it was people fighting and protesting in the streets for dreamers, right? Like it was, it was the people that demanded this be a thing. So I I think we keep doing this where we're like, oh, well, this person won't do it. It's like, neither would any other person unless pushed, keep pushing these motherfuckers to do what we want because they're, we are their boss. Fucking bully them around and tell them Mm -hmm. what to do. Katrina got it. I think the most frustrating sentiment that I've seen in response to Kamala's pick is that in light of the Black Lives Matter movement, the only thing that would have supported the Black Lives Matter movement is selecting a 70-year-old white woman. And selecting a (laughs) black woman is just going against Black Lives Matter. That is... The craziest thing I've ever seen. I've literally seen a white a white friend of mine post on post on Facebook. You you can't support Kamala Harris and Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Pick one. And I almost went off on in her comment section. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just go to bed. <laughs> let's let's take a yeah. nap because you'll fucking ruin some shit. Like it is baffling. It's mm-hmm. baffling. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And, and I mean, I never, and I mean, y'all know, and anyone who's listened to me on this before knows my love for Elizabeth Warren knows no bounds, like, <laughs> like none at all. And when I even heard that her name was on the shortlist for vice president, I was like, that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> I wish she would have bowed out. I really, I, kinda, I think yeah, that would have been the best thing to do. Klobuchar yeah. did. Yeah, like, I mean, like yeah, Klobuchar and, did, and I, honestly. And, and, and Klobuchar said, I believe, it's time it for a black a woman. Well, she did that. She's yeah. a person of color, I yeah. think. I don't think she said a black woman. Yeah. But she was but, right. And, and Warren should have done that. I right. really think she should have. Yeah. But what I would say is, again everyone that i know that well that i have seen make criticism of kamala harris as the pick a big deal that doesn't come down to okay i did prefer one of the other candidates whether it was susan rice or 
you know, really, really any of the other candidates. But, you know, in, in that sense, which is not really a criticism, it's just a little bit of disappointment and then back on board. Everyone that I've seen criticize the pick from a criminal justice standpoint has been a white male under the age of 35. <laughs> and that is, as a like white woman, that is very frustrating to me. <laughs> and I just want to grab a hold of them and shake them. But COVID, and you can't do that, right? right. So. <laughs> yeah, don't go touching people. Um, I know, I know. I can't do that. I... But. That's just the the trend that I've seen, and I think that carries along with the, you know, the Twitter trend as well. Let's just um, briefly touch upon the attacks from the right on Kamala, because well, uh, they're great. She, she well, might, she's ambitious. She's ambitious. She's ambitious. She, um, which is the absolute worst thing you can say about a woman. Right. Women ambition is real, real bad. Mm -hmm. Like, like yeah. no man. Men Men who run for president, not ambitious. No, they're doing women it because they love their president. country. They're doing it because they love Very their country. Ambitious. And then women yep. who are doing it's it are because like, they don't care about their children or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But, no, and that would have come for any nominee. Children, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Any nominee that he would have picked would have gotten that. So. Sure. Yeah. Super because ambitious. she's a black woman, she's twice as ambitious. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oof, gross. Anyway. I um, know. <laughs> oh, also, the president is entertaining um, the idea that she can't, uh, she doesn't actually qualify to be uh, the president because her parents were immigrants oh yeah let's re let's reintroduce I mean, birtherism hey what's we... up it's birtherism part two and and i'm sure that definitely wouldn't have happened uh if she was a white woman no it definitely doesn't have anything to do with the color of her skin it's just about her parents being immigrants right yeah just her parents being brown immigrants well, yeah. and her name yeah, sounds a little other, foreign right the only other person that they did that to was barack obama and Oh wait. Uh oh. Hang oh, on. But his, on. his name doesn't sound like Obama like... Kamala. Oh, oh yeah. Whoa. Uh, well no, Ooh. they're probably listen, I don't know how much She's from time, Kenya too, right? How much time you've been spending on the dark web, but they're probably the same person or something. I think they are the same person. Yeah. Um <laughs> I so okay, so the the attacks on the right are just fucking stupid. We we understand. <laughs> What a shock. That's an evergreen statement. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. The right isn't coming up. But the, the right We're also stupid. has this problem where they don't, where they don't, they don't have an actual, like, uh, like, uh, they don't have a unified front. Yeah. Right. Some are like, some are like Kamala Harris is like super far left. She is AOC, but black. <laughs> like, like she's sure. Like radical. she's a, she's a radical socialist monster. But then some are like, Communist. then some are like, oh, well, she's just. She's just a person who can be, you know, she's told what to do by whomever, and she doesn't have any actual uh, thoughts of her own, and no, no, no. Like, she can't be, <laughs> she can't be, like, an unwavering, all those ways. <laughs> an unwavering leftist and an easily moldable Play-Doh doll. Like, mm -hmm. she can't be both. You have to, you have to pick one. Flip-flop centrist. Flip-flop centrist, yeah. Like, <laughs> Ambitious. Mm -hmm. politically conniving so so let's just we're gonna end it on here i just want to say um real quick number one uh for the attackers on the right go fuck yourself the attackers on the left i understand where um her prosecutorial record has people give it like you know gives people pause i get that but let's look at her uh as a as a whole let's look at her um body of work as a whole and 
let's look at who she ins- like like who she inspires. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think that this this uh, candidacy is is something that give gave me life. Like I I'm feeling it. Like I feel this. I'm so excited for this, and it is it is it is something of uh, I just want. <laughs> We've seen, we can, we've shown that if we can push Biden to the left, we can push him. There are many things that he wasn't as left on before, and he is now. Push him to the left. Push Kamala to the left. Force them to get shit done that you want. Everybody deserves health care. Fucking force them to put it in place. Everybody does like this there is so much that we can do if we all fight together and push this through um do you want to get to the next one yeah so let's talk about trump's uh big coronavirus plans stop it penny (laughs) stop rubbing against the the... (laughs) she wants love it's fine i'm gonna do this now while we're talking about the cat because i'm having Yeah. You do what you gotta do. Board, Penny's really fucking this up. And I now, just... but I figure like that was like a good time to fix it real quick. Yeah, of course. When we have to take a minute to talk about the kitty. Um, yeah. And who knows? Maybe so I'll good. maybe I'll edit this out. I won't. But like maybe I, I don't will. think so. I yeah, I'd leave it in. Right. We're leaving it in. <laughs> okay, so, Katrina. <laughs> so Donald Trump took decisive action because our Congress just won't do anything. Um, and he decided he was going to announce four executive orders to fix uh, COVID-19, I guess. Um, well, the, the, the right? COVID-19 economy. Right, right, right. The economy, yeah. the economy. Turns out, though, like, only one of them is an executive order, and the other three are memos, like, suggestions. Hey, like, please, could you, guys, could you do this, please? Could you, like, no, not even could you, you do this. Could you consider this one? Yeah, like, can you consider <laughs> like, doing this? Um <laughs> So it made this sound like a big deal, and like I could do it. Hey, so would yeah. you mind looking at this? Quick. We really hope you do. Go ahead. Yeah, and and just to be like, the media was like super responsible in reporting these, and like they definitely mm. made it clear, you know, what he was doing, right, and, right. and that it was illegal and everything. But yeah, like he just <laughs> did a bunch of. St- he's kind of, I think, since the DACA ruling came out, he's decided he can do absolutely anything he wants to do by executive order. That's what he said. He's like, oh, well, the ruling for DACA says that I can just do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? he just oh. keeps saying that. Like, DACA means that I can uh, just say whatever I want and it happens. That's not how it works, As long dick. as I write it more than a paragraph, it's uh, fine. Terrain. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, Neil Strine <laughs> is crying. Oh, my goodness. He just said that. Oh, my goodness. That man, listen, let me just take one, <laughs> let me just take, let me take 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of time for no reason, but Neil Stride, <laughs> you are, you were a great professor. I learned a lot from you. I learned that I can beat professors in an argument if I just <laughs> use facts. I learned <laughs> that. What do you do when you use facts? That's ridiculous. I learned that, like, he he actually helped, like, mold some of my argument style. Like, he doesn't know that because he was just trying to teach a class and I was just trying to do whatever I wanted. <laughs> but, like, like he, I, I, I think that he is a... I think He's that, good to practice on. Yes, he's a great to Like, he's a, he's a wonderful guy. But I just have to ask, what do you see in this guy? 
this guy sucks. (laughs) Like, like this guy is unbelievably bad. Like, like racism, bad, like sexism, bad, like xenophobia, bad. What is it that you're like, man, I just can't, I can't quit this guy. What is it? It's not his looks. He's not charismatic. What is it? Like, I could get it if it were Adam Kinzinger from Illinois. I mean, that guy, I get it. He sucks, but, like, total smoke show, for sure. But, like, this... (laughs) What? (laughs) Look him up and tell me I'm fucking wrong. (laughs) But, but like, but but this is just bananas, and I wasn't stalling. Katrina, go ahead. (laughs) But to answer your question... In three words. Yeah. Well, it's going to be more than that, but there's an R after his name. Yeah. <laughs> and he can pick Supreme Court justices, like, and that's all he That's it. About. That's literally it. And the thing is, it's yeah. like, I remember you went on strike when the when the rest of the professors went on strike. So you, you yeah. care about things when they affect you. That's it. So, hey, and, and, and with all due respect... Hey, fucko, what are you talking about? How do you not care about the rest of this? Ah, Katrina, go ahead. Again, I wasn't stalling. All right. Let me uh, just overview. Um, Four things he did. I won't say executive actions anymore because only one of them was. And I believe the one that actually was an executive action just said, why don't you look into seeing if we might suggest people do this? Hey, you want to check um, this out? <laughs> hey, you want to check this out real quick? Yeah. So one of them is um, instructing the Treasury to halt collection of payroll taxes from September 1st through December 31st, which is something he, the payroll tax was his plan from day one of COVID-19 to fix the economy. Fucking Makes- get rid of that. No fucking sense whatsoever. Ooh, it's just nah. a plan to destroy, destroy social security that he likes to pretend is going to help the Thank economy. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, Katrina, real quick, could you tell me what the payroll tax funds? But you did. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And so, all right. I've said I wanted to do a brief, but let's just. Let's be clear. If this isn't, this, this isn't getting rid of it, right? This isn't going to help you. You're going to have to, if your company is able to stop the automatic deduction of this payment in time um, to actually affect your paychecks before the end of the year, which many won't be able to do. Um, <laughs> you will have to pay this money come tax return time. So it uh, Because the plan is that if you re-elect Donald Trump, he's going to make sure this is a real cut, not just a delay. Yeah. So I'm going to um, bribe you into voting for me mm-hmm. so you don't have to pay this money on your taxes. By the way, he also might just not do it. He's yes. lied he's lied to you. <laughs> I mean, that's we should consider that possibility. <laughs> that was my that was my thing. I'm like, you know, he might just fucking lie. Yeah. By the way, well, he also doesn't remember the things that he did a week ago. So <laughs> it could he could yeah. just forget that he just wanted This to is do like that. a super long-term plan for this guy like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, his attention span is like that of a goldfish. I so. agree. Real we'll quick, see. though, like legit, guys. Adam Kinzinger is a smoke. Show. <laughs> Are you just like googling pictures of Adam? I don't know who this is. I don't know. Who I... This is oh, I I did, but I'm gonna x out of it because like, you you called me out on it. <laughs> yeah, that's a little. Uh... Well, now you need to. Now you're gonna have to send me one. He's a smoke show. I think he's good looking. 
He's what he's what he's what Paul Ryan wants to look like. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. So that's the basics of the payroll tax, his his big thing that he wanted so bad that Congress wouldn't do for him um, in the last stimulus. Number two is uh, let's extend that pandemic unemployment insurance. Um, that extra 600 a week people are getting, now they'll get 400 a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the states, you have to pay for 100 of those $400. Right. Um, also, the amount of money I will allow will only last for like four weeks. Right. Also, uh, yeah, this wasn't thought out. Um, no. Also, like, let's be clear. Um, one. And again, asking, it's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. Because <laughs> uh, it's a memo. And he's like, hey, States, could you pay this extra $100 for everybody? Oh, uh, no, oh I can't. forgot to mention. No. The funds are going to come out of FEMA. <laughs> yep. By the way, it's the middle of hurricane season. There won't be any issues, right? I can't think of any. Well, well, the FEMA has done such a bang-up job under the Trump administration up to this point, so I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I honestly don't know that it will make a difference. <laughs> but the paper towels! What about the paper towels? Yeah, I was going to say, FEMA's 100% just going to throw paper towels at hurricane victims in a similar way that Donald Trump did, but, like, there'll be more of them, so... It'll be, yeah. But they'll be brawny, so they'll soak a lot of that shit up. (laughs) By the way, Alcoholitics, brought to you by brawny. Are you stuck in a hurricane situation? You're going to need a lot of brawny. Go ahead, Katrina. That's, yeah. Guys, if I drift in and out, it's because I'm looking at these absolutely bananas (laughs) pictures of Adam Kinzinger, who I still don't know who it is. He's He's a smoke show, though, right? No. Type in Adam Kinzinger hot. That's what I did. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but my man's got them abs, dog. All right, go ahead. Like, this is this is why I can't let you guys not be on a timer. I miss you. Yeah. I miss happens. you. I miss you so much. <laughs> I miss you too. <laughs> anyway, the sorry, uh, the third sorry. the third suggestion, which I believe is the actual executive order. Um, says, like, maybe you guys shouldn't evict people right now. Like, maybe. Like, try not yes. to. That's the one that <laughs> makes to, it's fine. That's the one that's the most infuriating because it's literally, like, it is. It's not a ban. No. It's not. No. No. It does nothing. It does nothing. Literally nothing. It just says, hey. Consider whether a you, ban would be needed. Like, is, like, could you is. maybe it's not like, do that? That's it. It's like, hey, it looks really bad for me if you just go around evicting people right now. Yeah. So could you just not? That's like if I left my landlord, uh, if I just left a note on his porch saying, hey, maybe don't collect my rent. But I don't tell him who it's from. <laughs> like, like that's that is the equivalent of what Donald Trump did. Only he signed his dumb fucking giant signature on it because he's a fucking idiot. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah. Like literally, this... it just says, it just says, "Hey, Treasury Secretary and HUD Secretary, can you see if there's more money to like stop evictions?" Like, that's what that executive order is. And Ben Carson's (laughs) like, there is no money in the budget. I bought another very expensive (laughs) tabletop set. I need a new table. (laughs) My wife's fault. She spent the money. My wife just loves dining rooms like an idiot. She's a big fan of tables. This is kind of random, but you know that the whole table thing reminds (laughs) me of Archer. um, Okay. The cartoon. um, When... 
she's saying they don't have enough money, but she spent like thousands of dollars on a table because it was made with wood from uh, the Brazilian, the Amazon. Uh, and the the main cost was they had to pay for a funeral for a pygmy. They had to pay a lot. No, they had to pay for a lot of pygmy funerals. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that reminds me of. That's very that's, accurate. Every time I hear about that. You're not wrong. Like, yep. it's not. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not far off. And the last... Okay, wait, real quick, before you get to the last one. So, Jess, you've been looking at these pictures of Adam Kinzinger. So, <laughs> Listen. So, so you may not think that he's he's a hottie like I do. He's got a hot, he's a hottie with... He's a hottie. But do you at least see that he is what Paul Ryan wants to be? Oh, 100%. <laughs> and the picture that I've found that I need to just send you is my favorite thing of all time. Maybe. Oh my God, there's a picture of him with Paul Ryan. <laughs> I know, that's my favorite. It's, it's just, because so I just Are imagine... They Are they both curling? No, I just imagine no, Paul Ryan done, dying inside. Yet, so hold on. By well, the way, Paul Ryan always looks like that. By the way, um, wholeheartedly, I think Adam Kinzinger also sucks. So just want to make well, sure that we're all clear that though he's like, you know, hot... AF, he also is terrible. But Katrina, go ahead and the last one. So the last um, memo he put out, um, and I'm going to preface this by saying I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. this is the one that it's we're cool, cool one. with. This is um, the one we're cool with, 100%. Uh, he directed the education department to halt um, student loan interest uh, accruing until the end of the year and stop payments for the end of the year. Um, which is actually good. So I don't actually, and it's something he can actually do. Yeah. So that one's cool. Yeah. Which means that he's gonna, his terrible administration is going to find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> it's kind of, I'm like, why did he, I don't even and understand why he did it. More interest than you would have originally. We're just like, oh wow, how do you double don't the interest fall rate? for it. I didn't even see that don't, coming. Don't fall for that. Mm. It's a bait and switch of some sort. I just haven't figured out how yet. Yeah. I, here's the thing. So, so with those, we know for sure that the Trump administration is, um, <laughs> We know for sure. I have to put, have to put my phone down. <laughs> Don't fall. Sorry, I didn't Don't do it. Fall. I didn't do it. Don't blame me, man. You I didn't do did it. do it. I did. Sign sign up for our new podcast, <laughs> laughing at pictures of random congressmen that Jess has never heard of. We're... <laughs> Debuting ten minutes after this one posts. It's very yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna we have we have material. I. I know. It doesn't seem like an audio. Uh, I know who the hot medium. ones are. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, well, you're gonna have to. There's gonna have to be a companion. It'll be a vodcast. It'll be a vodcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a fine. Vodcast. It'll be a vodcast. Or in, in this in this way, it'll be a vodcast. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> we get it. <laughs> I I love whoever's listening to this still. Far enough away from me, but she is gonna stab you in the throat. Oh yeah, she's pretty close. to That me. would involve she's... me getting off the couch. That's which, fair. Um, I don't do oh, that okay. much these well, days. Yeah. Jess, uh, by the way, to. we really huh. hope at some point you can come see the new setup we have because it oh, is okay. fantastic. Like, okay. we have really good stuff and we just get to, like, <laughs> like Katrina gets to lounge on the couch and do this podcast now. It's fucking dope. nice. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Um, I know. Like, COVID is dumb. COVID is real dumb. We yeah. really, we are anti-COVID. This is an anti-COVID podcast. But, um, so, so 
the president uh, has tried to... <laughs> Sorry, let me just jump back real quick, and then maybe we'll just end this one. <laughs> <laughs> but the president has tried to, like... Um, this seems more than likely a situation where the president is like, um, you know, I... I am doing something and Congress isn't, right? Like right. It's Congress is doing a campaign play. Right. Right. Yes. Um and it it one hundred percent seems to just kind of ignore um the actuality of what's going on, right? Just like the media. <laughs> what Congress is doing. Right. The House Democrats passed this shit back in May, right? Better than this shit. Way better. Way better yeah, than this shit. Like- Good point, good point. There's been a bill sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk for months that he right. refuses to bring to the Senate. And it can, I mean, the the extra employment and in, unemployment insurance is the big thing. It's the reason we've got, like, a deadline. Right. And that deadline was two fucking weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's why he did this, because... Senate wouldn't even begin to negotiate with the House until this thing was already expired. Mm. So now, wow, look look how great President Trump is for, for extending this when Congress just could not do it. It's one fucking guy that's not doing it. Absolutely. There's it's it's very clear, it's been incredibly clear that this has this has been a an attempt by um the Senate Republicans and the Trump administration to not get shit done so that Trump can do like a fucking piecemeal thing and get very slight things done. But like, let's be very, very clear uh, with with this, the House Democrats bill. Uh, I'm going to go with um, something uh, from CNBC. Um, they posted this back in uh, fucking May which is when this passed. Um, the House Democrats passed a bill that had nearly $1 trillion going to state and local governments. A second round of $1,200 payments for individuals was up to $6,000 per household. $200 billion for hazard pay for essential workers. $75 billion for COVID testing efforts. Uh, there, there are so many things in this. Uh, $175 billion in rent, mortgage, and utility assistance. An extension of the $600 um, federal unemployment insurance until January. This has been done by the Democrats already. And the the Republicans have no no re- they don't care about actually working on this problem. No. 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 Because they know to the people that they are serving, which is only Fox News Republicans, mm-hmm. that they can blame it because no one knows how government works. Yep. They can blame it on Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. and everyone will buy it. Yeah. And that's the sad truth of civic affairs in this country because so many people think that that's the case or they think the whole thing is a political hoax and that, well, we'll see. Is this will all be over the day after the election? Like, okay. <laughs> like, but, but literally, that's what people believe. And it's, and it's like... Yeah, sometimes it is over the day after the election because there's no there are no stakes anymore, right? Like the right. the decisions have been made, so people just do the shit they were supposed to do in the fucking first place. Like right. demand that they do it. The Democrats have done it. Make that make that McConnell motherfucker get this <laughs> off of his desk and 
walk however slowly it takes a turtle to get to get to the put this on the floor yeah. for a vote this because is... it needs to and then make these motherfuckers like own this vote i want i yeah. th that's the problem that we have the the house democrats passed this this has been passed out of the democratic house yeah. the the republicans uh, in the Senate need to put their stamp of either approval of, or disapproval on this so that we can see where they are, but they won't because they know it's a political nightmare if they do. This is, I think like the media is so irresponsible in a lot of ways, but I think this is highlighting how just how irresponsible it is because they are pr absolutely going along with the Republican messaging that this is con this is all con like this is Mitch McConnell's mm -hmm. fault yeah. specifically and they yep. like just presented as Congress yeah. being ineffective Congress and Congress won't, won't pass and Congress can't come to a deal and no one fucking guy won't yep. bring this up to a vote. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And and the media doesn't like that right. narrative, the, so they're not promoting that. The Democrats are like, hey, we're trying to give as many benefits. Like, we're trying to give yeah. the benefits out right now because they're necessary and needed to keep this country afloat. And the Republicans are like, we are good. Yep. And really, it's, it's McConnell going, no, I'm good. And the Republicans are like, we're not going to push him because we'd rather not have this happen. So, ugh, motherfuckers. Um, I mean... Maybe we're being unfair. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. You guys. I, I would love to know how we're being unfair, but I don't think that's possible. When a turtle has to come out of its shell, <laughs> like, he has to put his shell somewhere, right? Yeah. Maybe he's setting it on his desk. On the on bill. On top of his copy of the bill. You're right. I has anyone even... considered that? No. No. Maybe he doesn't even know that it's there. Oh my god. Why didn't yeah. I oh. So check your privilege. You wow. don't know what it's like to be a turtle. I don't know what it's like to have a shell. Okay. Let's move on to the last <laughs> <laughs> Let's by the way, before we move on to the last topic, um oh, Katrina, I see you want to say something. Give me one second, I just want to make um so we are DNC starts next week on Monday. Um so This is the last topic, so Oh, yeah, but I thought you were going to say something. Right, so why are you going to the next topic? I'm not going to the last topic. I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying that I'm saying that you're likely not going to say the thing I want to say, which is we have now hit the point where we we Right. This is all the next topic. You're going to say it? I thought you were in the next topic. I'm so confused right now. Okay, go ahead. You do it. Yeah, I just want to say I don't think like any of this shit is actually like these orders are not actually going to happen. Like, like he made these oh, orders, for sure. but they're going to be challenged in the courts. The governors can't actually do them. Like, so the state governments don't have the money to give that. They're right. So this is like the secondary attack that's going to come is that I, I put these orders out, but the Democrats didn't let them have like yep. the Democrats stopped them. So I just wanted to add that aspect into it. Like mm -hmm. this is like, and that was, probably his hope from the start too you know like this was all a really really honestly really good campaign strategy by him yeah and well yeah. probably by his campaign you know like this was a really good strategy i think that is worth pointing out because people are so easily manipulated especially when the media is compliant mm -hmm. yeah 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 and i think i think the smoke and mirrors of it is is a really important point because so many people will fall again we'll fall for the well now it's it, well it's nancy pelosi's fault it's this right. and well i tried and 
I did to see what I did. And again, it won't, Mitch McConnell will yet again not be held accountable mm-hmm. for his dismantling of the federal government. I just yeah. wanted to point that us better out. No, Terrain, you can... Yeah, I was just going to say, we're getting to the last topic, and I wanted to make sure that we all understand that we are um, in the we are right in front of the DNC, the Democratic National Convention. So it is our convention time. We are now going to nominate our president and vice president. So this podcast is very much in favor of... Um, the president and vice presidential nominees from the Democratic Party. That is who we have chosen. Um, I know a lot of you have said, not a lot of you, some of you, maybe like three of you have been like, what about Joe Jorgensen? <clears throat> Don't fucking talk to me about Joe Jorgensen. Um, but we are, we are now in it. So we are going to be a little bit more deferential to the Democratic Party. Now let's be clear about what I'm saying there. Um, they're going to fuck up and we're going to call them out when they fuck up, including like when Joe Biden says things like Donald Trump is uh, the most racist president we've ever had in history, um, forgetting that there are, you know. I think, didn't he say the first racist? First, sorry, first. you're right. My yeah. apologies. The, the first, first racist president. And I'm like. Because I'd say there's. He's at least in the running for most racist. Uh, you're right. Most racist, he's in the definitely, running. Definitely, but, but that's because first he's racist, not the first. <laughs> first racist. It's hard to like be more racist than someone who owned people. <laughs> like it's real hard. Um, and then the ones who are like, I brought in a bunch of people to watch the original Birth of a Nation in the White House. Anyway. Um, and then also let's just, let's not say it. We're not going to say any names, Woodrow Wilson, but like, there are a lot of, so, so we're going to criticize the democratic party and our, um, presidential and vice presidential nominee when it is warranted, which I'll, there are times where it certainly is, but we're going to be a little bit more deferential and not, you know, overtly hard on them because I mean this as, as, realistic as i can say it i can't keep doing this donald trump presidency (laughs) i can't and it's hard for me to like see the difference like if you if you tell me like you know like well uh, joe biden said this back in 1970 uh, whatever versus donald trump just retweeted people screaming white power for him (laughs) like they're different for me they hit different so I just want to make sure everyone knows we're going to we're going to still criticize the Democrats, but it's not going to be as I'm not I'm going to probably pull more punches with them than I do with what's going on right now, because it's just we can't. So we are now at the last time where we can really give them a good the give them the good what for for what's going on so katrina let's introduce our last topic right the democratic national convention starts on monday um runs for four days i think it's going to be all virtual um nobody's going to be on a stage speaking really um but there um are some things Mm -hmm. what are the things well, the DNC is not something. Really. Yeah, the, the DNC is like, God, you know, you guys always criticize us. You think we're centrist and we hate progressives. Uh-huh. Um, and, and how did they? And how did they show us like, that they're well, not? We're definitely not. Like, we're gonna have these really cool people speaking. Look, AOC's on the list, and cool. she's definitely gonna be giving a good speech, right? Hell For yeah. a minute. Um, what? Wait, what? <laughs> one minute. Yep. One minute. Wait, what? She gets it. Come on. 
one whole minute. One minute. Like, what can you even... I honestly don't even know what you can say in one minute. <laughs> like, besides, next person Challenge speaking accepted. is... Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that's... What the, what the actual fuck on earth? Like, yeah. again. Like, like <laughs> what are you talking about, DNC? This is one of the most influential, one of the most passionate, one of the most uh, inspiring young progressives out there in Congress as a Democrat, right? She could be an independent. She can be fucking any, like, she's a Democrat. She's super inspiring for young progressives. And you give her a minute? A minute. One. One minute. Do you not want progressives to come vote in this election? Apparently not. Like, what? (laughs) What on earth? Why? Why? That would be like that would be like giving her one minute, but then like letting like like a Republican like fucking John Kasich speak for a while. Like that's crazy. (laughs) That would be insane if that happened. Katrina, what else is happening at the DNC? John Kasich. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Primetime address. What are you talking about? Yeah. A primetime address? Yeah. He gets a primetime slot? Yeah. Why? Why? Good question. Why? So is Mike Bloomberg. Bloomberg? The one that the one that Elizabeth Warren flattened? Bloomberg? Yeah. The one that Elizabeth Warren just flattened to just paper thin level and then flossed her fucking teeth? Bloomberg? Here's the problem I have. <laughs> here's the problem I have with what's going on. Um, now, here's the thing. When John Kasich was announced way back when, I'm like, I don't really like it, but I don't care because I know that the Democratic Party isn't going to be, like, moving to Kasich, right? We're not going to be moving to the right like Kasich. Kasich, his job as governor or so he thought was to do whatever he could to regulate a woman's body. <laughs> that was that was what he thought the job description of Ohio governor was. It so, was really his main priority. It really sure. was like it was number 1, 2 and 3. So, sorry, number 3 was to fuck up union rights. So, what yeah. I thought <laughs> what I thought was crazy, I'm like, "Huh, that's weird that he's going to speak." But it's not terrible because, like, I get that we're trying to do cross, like, we're trying to do cross promotion, right? We're like doing a, we're doing a crossover episode. We're trying to get some Republicans in this. We're trying to get the 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 Lincoln Project that we love so much to like get on in this shit, which is like fine, right? I get uh, it. But we need to. I agree. I'm 100 with you. No, uh, but but what we need. What we need is to make sure that we are showing progressives that we are 100% behind them. And that's where the Democratic Party is going. When you have AOC speaking for a minute, you give Mike Bloomberg a primetime slot. You give John Kasich a primetime slot. And like, what? what? Someone else go because I'm I'm lost. I'll take John Kasich. So... I did not have that opinion when John Kasich was announced. My opinion when John Kasich was announced was like the fire of a thousand suns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you at the Democratic National Convention 
are standing up a man who literally made it his main priority to take rights away from women Mm -hmm. and anyone who has reproductive capabilities. Right. And you are saying, well, but he's on our side on this one thing. So we're going to give him the biggest platform that we've had (laughs) since four years ago when we did this the last time. And that alone, because I think they're two separate things, that alone was enough to disgust me. And I say this as a fucking representative of the Democratic Party. Disgusted, infuriated. And I'm so, I'm just still so unbelievably angry about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I just want to be clear. Like, I, I think that you should be angry. I think we should all be angry. And I'll admit that my anger, I didn't have that anger because I literally was like, I don't care. The DNC is literally just a fucking four day infomercial that doesn't actually matter. We have a platform that we don't actually follow and blah, 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 blah. Though I was really annoyed that the DNC voted and were like, you know what? We're not putting legal marijuana on the platform. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why are you missing fucking layups? And With John Kasich, I'm like, I get it. He's a high-profile conservative. He's a high-profile, like, he's the governor of Ohio, a state that would be great for us to win, and he's going to come speak about why Joe Biden should be president. Do I care about his opinion on stuff? Absolutely not. But do I really want to win? Sure. So am I going to just let this go? I guess. But when you give me the fact that he's getting a primetime slot, and these progress like we have progressive women in oh, this sure. in this in this uh, in this party that deserve so much. We have Ayanna Presley, who is another God damn it, Penny. <laughs> Ayanna Presley, <laughs> who is another uh, another person that I find incredibly inspiring, as uh, just as she's not, she doesn't get a speaking slot. How? So How? let me just be How? super clear. When I How? when I say that they're two separate things for me, How? what I mean is that the anger has come in two different waves. Yeah. One being when he was announced in the first place, mm-hmm. and the second being finding out, like that AOC gets one minute to speak. When literally, I would watch four nights of that speech she gave on the House floor a couple weeks ago. Just batting Ted Yoho's dumbass around. They could play that on a loop for three hours a night, Monday through Friday, and I would watch that shit. I'm not going to apologize for my passion. I love love the Lord. I'm not going to apologize for my passion, uh even if my passion makes me call women fucking bitches for caring about poor people. And that is something that speaks to every woman in this country. Mm-hmm. And so the comparison of her having one minute to speak and giving this fucking asshole any kind of a platform. Yeah. If he wants to go out and campaign against Donald Trump, absolutely go do it. Republicans that they want to get are watching Fox news. They're not watching this anyway. So go literally fuck off because you're telling women, women elected in the Democratic Party, you get one minute, 
this fucking piece of shit white guy who's been trying to take away all your rights, we're going to give him a primetime spot. Yeah. Fuck that guy and fuck DNC for this decision. Katrina, what do you think? I think the DNC are just so scared. Like, they're so afraid of being progressives that it's like they they're so afraid of the socialist label they're so afraid of the left wing of the party it's pathetic like i mean obviously the republicans are nuts but they embrace their radical side (laughs) like they love it herman cain is tweeting from beyond the grave about (laughs) how much he loves president trump the the democratic party is just so afraid of being radical of being progressive of of anything other than centrist reasonability and like just like holding on to those uh, old ideals that are gone like Mm. the ideals of bipartisanship and we can meet in the middle and every, like that's not the middle, what is fucking happening. The and middle doesn't exist just... if the if the right keeps moving yeah. the fucking goalposts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we, if we, we allow move them closer to... and closer to the center, while they go further and further right, and it's just like this was really an opportunity. Like this wasn't 2016. We don't have. We didn't lose as many Bernie voters to Trump. Nearly as many as or we're not going to lose them as we did in 2016. Like they're, they're, they're going to hold up their noses and vote for Biden. So why don't we embrace this side? Like they're already going to call us socialists, right? It doesn't matter how middle ground and moderate you try to be. They're already going to call us socialists. They're going to run the exact same ads. They're going to say that we're radical. Just, embrace some actual progressive ideals and people and it's not gonna hurt the dnc is for us it's for the democratic party it's to inspire democrats and instead we're reaching out to undecided middle like no this is stupid this is so stupid yeah yeah and god god no and like so here's here's what i'll say it is extremely hard to be a progressive within the Democratic Party. I see that on the local level all the time. I see it on the state level. But if you don't show up to do it, it's never going to get any better. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is really, like, I have to tell myself that all the time, like on a daily basis, because that's how difficult it is to be a representative of the Democratic Party. When they do things like this at the national level, it is almost impossible to think that we're moving in the right direction. And that, like, that hurts me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that is like a soul-crushing kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, it's the it's the progressive movement that has created all of this activism and all of this enthusiasm over the last three years, especially. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, look, look at, look at the squad, like what an amazing and impressive group of women. And there is the, the DNC knowing that women 
is the most important voting block saying, nah, fuck you. Here's some white dudes. Yeah. It, it to me is just baffling that the DNC can, can find ways like I find that there are times where I am like defending stuff that like the DNC, like specifically like, like how like Democrats do, right? Like where I'm like, I get the criticism, but this, that, and the other thing, this, I have no, there's nothing, there's nothing to actually like, there's nothing to, to, to defend this. This is yeah. a slap in the face to progressives. We are really fucking pissed and we have every right to be. And I, there's no, like, let's, let's end it on. Is there, what, what should Katrina, I'll ask this to you. What should the DNC do? They have fucking two days. It's Saturday though, as, as of this recording, they have two days to fix this. What should they do? Uh, drop Bill Clinton, drop John Kasich, um, and give AOC all their time. <laughs> I'm down. I like I support. That. I, like I endorse that. that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really hope they've seen the outrage about this one minute thing and she ends up getting more than one minute and they're just not like publicizing not it right us. now. Right. You know what she should do? Oh my God. I just had the best idea. Do you guys... Like, do you know about the Bill Clinton speech from a convention in the 80s that just went on for, like, like way, like, four he, times as long as it was supposed to? He did that in he, 2012? In, in 2012, <laughs> I remember, because I, I researched and watched the speech. He was, was slated for to speak for, like, 24... His speech was written out for 24 hours... Uh, sorry, 24 minutes. He went for 48. And he spoke for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah he went um, for... <laughs> Well, the thing is with AOC's one minute is it also has to be pre-recorded. It's not live. She <laughs> she gets a pre-recorded one minute because they're scared of her. <laughs> right. I would well, love. Well, and like so that's what I was gonna say. So the Bill Clinton thing that I'm talking about was before he, like it was like his introduction to the national mm -hmm. spotlight. Right. Right. Um, like not now knowing that it is pre-recorded, which makes sense, but I don't think I like actually knew that. But I would just love to see her just stand on that fucking stage for two hours. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or stand wherever she's going to stand and do it. But of course they won't let her do that. <laughs> yeah. because they she's... can cut pretty oh, easily I now. Love, I would love wholeheartedly if she started talking. And hey, little bitch, you can't fuck with me <laughs> if you wanted to. <laughs> They're like, we got to get out of here. I am not done. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so that. great if she and just Like didn't. I said, I would literally watch... Four nights of her speech from the House floor mm -hmm. on a loop with no interruption from any white guys. Yeah, I, I just want to say this, and I and I, I think we should end it here, just because I'm the man and I want to end this. <laughs> 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 so sorry, I'm just I'm super funny. Um, no, <laughs> so so like. There are so many impressive people in the Democratic Party. We have a roster of people that are 
unbelievably impressive from the more moderate sides like Laura Kelly, who won a Kansas fucking governor's uh, ship when no one thought that was something that could be done. Um, Stacey Abrams, who was fucking robbed of being the governor of Georgia. Um, we have amazing women in the House, in the Senate. Um, Katie Porter just straight like if we're if we're talking if we're talking someone who's questioning people you've got katie porter just getting the answers that the the country needs and not taking bullshit you have kamala harris who again getting the answers the american people need and isn't taking bullshit you have elizabeth warren who created She'll be speaking. I know she will. I'm I'm just I'm giving a I'm giving just some people that I like you're mm-hmm. you the the uh created the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that it only just recently because of this administration doesn't get to do as much as it did. But like we have a roster of um, incredible people, incredible women, incredible people of color, incredible women of color, just incredible. We have in a, a stacked ass roster in, in the fact that we are giving that time up to like, like I think Julian gets to speak. I know Corey. I don't think Julian is on the list. My apologies. Cory Booker does get yes. to speak. Corey, there's there's some very good people on the list, and then it's like it's like half good people and half like why are you still talking Trash. to these like <laughs> I don't okay ugh, like I just don't understand. I'm gonna just I. I tell it like it is. It's, it's like it's I. I feel everything. like giving Doug Jones a keynote is kind of weird. I. I don't. I don't know. It's just. I. Look, hang on, I, hang on, just real quick. I won't let you talk about my boy Doug Jones like that. <laughs> That's my man, Doug Jones. Who? Doug Jones. Don't do that. But <laughs> so I get the Doug Jones thing. <laughs> He's running for re-election. Yeah. He's going to lose. Yeah, this is the last time he gets to talk. I, to I don't know that him. it's a positive for him. But here's the thing. At least I get that because that's a race that they're trying to, you know, I agree. He's not going to win, but at least they're trying to win. But like John Kasich, Mike fucking Bloomberg, give me a motherfucking break. There's no reason for Mike Bloomberg. There's no reason. And, but just full stop. There's again, just no reason. Again, for- what are they gonna do? Like reanimate his corpse? Because Elizabeth, <laughs> like one hundred percent, his heart ripped- out of his chest. Yeah. on National television. Yeah, and then ate it, and then laughed about it. Like, what are yeah. we? Why? Why is he even there? Why are we promoting that? They should. I don't know what the lineups are. I haven't looked in that much detail, but. I hope Elizabeth Warren is going before and after Mike Bloomberg. (laughs) (laughs) It's so stupid. Like, I just, he's proven he is not what we're about. We've proven he is not what we're about. Why are we now like, let's get him in there. That's like, hey, let's let Tulsi Gabbard be the keynote speaker. Like, no. (laughs) Like, no <laughs> listen we have not had an opportunity to talk about tulsi in a while she's she's, she's back in the too. news because people are talking about how she took down she, harris yeah and you got to use her strategy I'm like she sure took her down yeah Being yeah the... look yeah look where kamala harris is now Fucking huh. kamala harris got her ass handed to her kamala by who yeah i don't even know who that is yeah <laughs> oh man um you want to call it i think 
I want to point out one, one speaker I'm really excited for is Gabby Giffords. She's got a keynote speech. Hell yes. Yeah. And that's, that's going to awesome. be awesome. Hell yes. Hell yes. That's all I wanted to say, though. I, I, I will not be paying attention to this at all, except when Terrain puts it on and makes me watch. Ooh, all of it. I'm going to put all so of it on. So that's going to be yeah, a lot more than you she's, want it to be. She's saying she's not paying attention to it. She's paying attention to fucking all of it, because we're watching all of it. I, I understand that. Look, the, the DNC and the RNC are both just glorified four-day infomercials. That's what they are. I get it. And I'll be watching every last second of those infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> every last second. Um, Jess, thank you so much for coming back on this podcast. We missed you oh so God. much. And you are welcome back whenever you'd like. Absolutely. No, I've missed, I've missed you guys too. I've missed doing this. It is fun. Um, it's a little bright, bright spot in my life right now, which is great. That is good. And I laugh really hard. Which is also a nice change from how things are on a day-to-day basis. We finished this the way we started it, talking about misery and despair. Yeah, look, <laughs> so, I get I've it. Laughed more tonight than I have in a while. I found that sometimes things make me cry that didn't normally make me cry. That's kind of so, where I'm at now. Listen, can I tell you guys really quick before we wrap this up? Yeah. So again, my love for Elizabeth Warren still knows no bounds, right? Hell yeah. So I got my. <clears throat> Here's a kick in the face. I got my Elizabeth Warren sweatshirt that I oh, ordered no. before she dropped out oh, of the race no. in like May, oh, right? Because right. then, like, it was still coming, right? When all when everything got shut down, and I was like, well, yeah, okay. And then it's gonna be delayed because of the thing, you know, whatever. Okay. So I got it, and I was just kind of like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Um, really sad. Like, I'm just really sad all the time. So like didn't really make a difference so like a week and a half later i like took it out of the thing and i like i was like chilly i'm like i'm gonna put this on burst into tears oh, like no. like uh, like spent like the day just like sobbing mm-hmm. like re- it was real bad like real real bad but you know she's gonna be a great secretary of something Hell so Look, she's the new Fed chair. It's going to be fucking great. I mean, that's also, I'm (laughs) down. I'm down with any of these positives. Sec of the treasury or Fed chair? We're in. We're in. Commerce would be good, too. I would would enjoy that. Any of those possibilities would be amazing. Hell yeah. Um, Thank you all for listening. Um, By the way, again, just a reminder make sure you have plans to vote make sure you have multiple plans to vote because the current president is trying to make it really really hard for you to vote um so get your ass out there get involved get voting um thank you all for listening we will be back next week with our dnc episode (laughs) katrina's just straight staring blankly at me she feels nothing for this thank you all for listening we'll see you next week and Cheers. Cheers.